This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. everybody this is Eric and welcome to another episode of Courage Cast so glad to have you with us and I'm so glad to be sitting next to my wife Chrissy still in our hotel room in Salt Lake City finishing up convention mm-hmm. doTERRA convention and uh, that's we've just been we've had a great time with our leaders the people that uh, were able to make it to convention uh, and make the investment into convention, it's a big deal. And uh, we're talking mostly about relationships here on these in this series. Uh, I guess we'll call it the relationship series. Yeah. Uh, and um, today we're going to finish our series uh, with a necessary ending. Mm-hmm. So, Chrissy, take it away. Yeah. So, Dr. Henry Cloud has influenced me in a lot of ways, but one of his books that I really love is called Necessary Endings. Now, I will say this is both a business perspective and a personal perspective, the book. So for me personally, my favorite parts were the personal sides, but you know, if you run a business, you would find that side very helpful as well. Um, and his main point of the whole book is this, make endings normal. So... Make Here's what he says. Make the endings a normal occurrence and a normal part of business and life instead of seeing it as a problem. So I think so many times it's um, it's just a tough thing to swallow. You know, if you've, if you've really connected with someone or some certain part of your business even, and, um, and it becomes clear that it's not a healthy thing like we were talking about before with pulling the trees out, um, if it becomes clear, then it's time to let the trees go. And one of the things that he references in the book is things like um, the seasons, how God clearly in nature shows us beginnings and endings over and over again. And that word season um, can literally be translated into our lives as life seasons. So, just as we see the weather changing, you know, sometimes the weather changes in our hearts and and other people's hearts, and it's okay to let go of those things. Mm-hmm. So, but basically, he helps you also in seeing um, there's there's three types of people, and and how to go about dealing with issues with each one of those types of people. Um, And sometimes it requires an ending, sometimes it doesn't. But just to help us navigate through that, if we're kind of analyzing where we are in our seasons, um, we're going to take a look really quick at those three kinds of people. And that really helped me to identify my relationships and kind of categorize everything. And And then take in to consideration my own patterns that I've talked about previously and and combining those two things, then choosing to make necessary endings if I needed to. And so that's kind of the goal of what we're going through today. So first of all, to identify the types of relationships that you are dealing with, here's the traits of the first one. 
a wise person. Um, so this is very biblical, I want to say, too. Um, I actually didn't bring my verses. But if you look up um, the word wise in Proverbs, you'll find lots of these verses that support this. So here's some traits. When you give them feedback, they listen, they take it in, and they adjust their behavior accordingly. When you give them feedback, they embrace it positively. They say things like, thank you for telling me that. It helps me to know I came across that way. I didn't know that. Or, I really took what you said to heart and here's what I did. Or, thanks for caring enough to bring this to my attention. I needed to hear this. There's some kind of appreciation for their feedback. They see it as something of value, even if it's hard to hear. And you may hear a response like, well, this was tough to hear, but it's good. It'll help me even if it hurts. Um, here's another trait. They own their performance problems and issues and take responsibility without excuses or blame. Your relationship is strengthened. Now, this one's huge. Your relationship is strengthened as a result of giving them feedback. They thank you for it and see you as someone who cares enough about them to have a hard conversation. They, ex they experience you as being for their betterment. Um, also, they empathize and express concern about the results of their behavior on others. That's huge. If you tell them that something they're doing hurts you, you will get a response that shows it matters to them. So that's that's a huge thing. So they show remorse, and they you get a feeling that they genuinely have concern about whatever the issue is, and they truly want to do better. Um in response to the feedback, they go into future-oriented problem-solving mode. So, how can I do better in the future, basically? Mm -hmm. um, they do not allow problems that have been addressed to turn into patterns they change. They adjust and fix them. So, basically, you're not fixing them. If you bring something up, they adjust themselves to whatever it is that's going on in your relationship. This makes me think of, uh, this wise person makes me think of when when I need to have a crucial conversation yeah. with someone, when I need to have that tough talk, yeah. that to assume, one thing that would probably help me be less anxious about having that conversation is to assume that that person will have a wise response. Mm -hmm. Because it is... Probably all of those things are healthy responses to, you know, when somebody gives feedback, constructive criticism or feedback or has a tough conversation with you. Mm -hmm. and, and anything else would would be that there is there is pride there. There is uh, something that's not enabling them to see their own issues. Mm -hmm. There's there's not as much humility there. Yeah. And um, that makes the conversation tougher, but it doesn't, dis even if that person does have a different response, which we'll get into those different mm -hmm. responses, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have those important conversations. If we're feeling a certain way, if we're sensing something that is, imp that is necessary to discuss and can't be left unspoken, then we need to do it. And that's the courage part. That's the courage part. And I'm trying yeah, exactly. to think about how... How can I approach that person? And I'm going to assume that the person will be wise. So assuming that they're wise gives you courage to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. 
Um, okay, next is the foolish person. And when given feedback, they're defensive and immediately come back at you with a reason why it's not their fault. And when a mistake is pointed out, they externalize the mistake and blame someone else. Unlike the wise person with whom talking through an issue strengthens your relationship with a foolish person, attempts to talk about the problems create clunk conflict <laughs> <laughs> conflict alienation or a breach in the relationship i've experienced this a lot so by sometimes they immediately shift the blame to you as they shoot the messenger or it's because of something you told them you wanted that way they often use minimization trying in some way to convince you it's not that bad or this isn't really the problem that you think it is. It's not a big deal. They rationalize excuses. Um, their emotional response has nothing to do with remorse. Instead, they get angry at you for being on their case. Attacking with such lines as, you never think I do anything right. Or how could you bring this up after all I've done? Or they go into the all bad position saying something like, I guess I can't do anything right which is a cue for you to rescue them and point out how good they really are. They begin their response with, well, you, and get off topic by pointing out your flaws. They have little or no awareness or concern for the pain or frustration they are causing others. While their behavior or performance creates a lot of collateral damage for others, they seem oblivious to it and see others as the problem for thinking there's a problem. Their emotional stance towards getting correction is opposite of that of the wise person who embraces the feedback. Um, they get angry. It's kind of a fight or flight. They either move against you or move away from you as a result. I've heard many people say that after they've confronted someone with something, the person never talked to them again if they didn't have to. They see themselves as a victim. Um, they feel like they're morally superior and often find someone to rescue them and agree with how bad you are for being against them. So, gossip. Their world is divided into good guys and bad guys. The good ones are the ones who agree with them and see them as good, and the bad ones are the ones who don't think that they are perfect. So, they don't take ownership of the stuff. So this person sounds to me wounded. Yeah, that you're right. We're touching on a wound. Mm-hmm. At the very least, they've obviously been hurt before. Yeah, sure. they've been hurt before, or this touches on something that really. Uh, and I've been in that position before. Yeah. I've absolutely been in that position. I mean, before. I think we can all see ourselves in in all of these. Yeah, I don't think you have to like your one category. I think it's just that it's everything that season that that person's in, or that thing that God's trying to work in them. So, is this a position where you, as the person that's having the confrontive conversation? Uh, needs to have more empathy for that person? Or what's our approach when we are dealing with a wounded person? Or what is that type of person called? Foolish Foolish person. person. Yeah, so here's the deal. When you're dealing with a wise person, you can talk to them. You can give them resources and you'll get something in return. (coughs) It's different with a fool. So with foolish people, here's the deal. Stop talking to them about problems. They are not listening. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't supply resources. They squander them. So instead, you have to give them limits and consequences. Mm -hmm. And that's all you can do 
in that situation. Yeah. Because obviously there's problems that go well beyond your relationship with them. And you continuing to explain or, you know, coddle them or um, in some way contribute to this behavior continuing is, is not helping them. Right. But setting clear boundaries and consequences yeah. with the hope that they will come around and stop being foolish. Yes. Because this is not us. This is not that person can change. Right. They're not going to. They may come around. Right. So. Uh, There's always room for growth in anybody's yeah. life, including our own. Yeah. You know, including our own lives. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure we can all think of um, not only people that we're dealing with in these categories, but times when we were. Mm-hmm. in these categories. So so it just is it just gives you a a tool basically for how to handle it. Right. So it's your your voicing your feelings, your voicing all these things it's not going to change mm-hmm. their response. Right. And I think it's good to know don't waste your time, don't waste your energy, your frustration. Like there's much better things you can be spending your life doing. Don't continue to than argue. trying to fix that person. Right. Just it's time to put up a boundary and move on. Yeah, move on with the hopes that they'll come around with, yeah. with that boundary and, and we that always, consequence. We always do it graciously. Right. We always do it in a kind and loving way, mm-hmm. but we do it. Right. It's important to do it. We do it. All right, so what's the third? The third, third type of is evil people. And, and I will say all these are in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. So research, go do some uh, you know, searching on why, the word wise, foolish, and evil, and you will find all these verses to back them up but with evil people here's what he says (laughs) lawyers guns and money you have to go into protection mode not helping mode when dealing with evil people so those are very obvious i mean evil people are very obvious they're out to hurt you they're out to hurt you they're taking you to court they are divisive you know purposefully really hurting you and and these people are few, I think, really. Yeah, it's probably – we always said when we were doing the, the conventions, uh, the Walker Soccer conventions, it's always kind of that 1% to 5% of people will just kind of be divisive. Yeah, and know? that's the purpose and that's the clear um, direction that they're heading in. Right. And you just – you don't want to deal with that. Right. So you need help dealing with that. Cut it you off. You need to get help to deal mm-hmm. with that. You do not need to help right. in those situations. Absolutely. So that's it. Those Good stuff. Three so that's categories. So what I would recommend is think through, I mean even write down, even journal your current relationships, where you see them, what categories you see them, maybe what actions you need to take, and then ultimately know that for your own emotional health Sometimes you have to embrace a necessary ending, mm-hmm. and it's good, and it's it's healthy. It's not something that's horrible. It's actually a season. Yeah. It's, it's winter. Mm-hmm. And, and as you drop those things and as you lose your leaves and you may go through some, um, some bitter cold times, yeah. and as that happens, you know that there's always spring and that God will bring new life and he'll bring new beautiful things into your life, but sometimes he won't bring them in until you let go of the old. Yeah, or it could be a very hot season and too hot to handle in the summer, and yeah, you always right. know there's going to be the fall, but um, the cooling off of the fall. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think the good news in all of this is that it is, even though it is sad to have an ending, Yeah. the good news is there's a beginning. Right. There's a beginning coming. 
Yeah. And sometimes we have to go through the necessary ending in order to get to the refreshing beginning. Yes. And um, that brings hope. Yes. And it's not always the happy ending. No, it's a necessary ending. It's necessary, but it's not always happy. Right. Yeah. That's right. You love it for to be happy, but yep. it's not always. And so there's hope in that. Well, Chrissy, thanks for spending three days with me. Yeah. I know the Courageous community loves you very much. And you got to experience a lot of loving people this week at a mm-hmm. convention. Mm-hmm. We got to wear our lion shirts yep. and roar all around Salt Lake City together. That's right. Well, we're headed home, and we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Courage Cast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.